Hello, passengers, travelers, and voyagers. Welcome aboard the Katana Cast, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to celebrating and exploring the saga from our certain points of view. I'm your pilot, Ian, and with me, as always, are my co-pilots, Maria. Hey! And Ben. Hey, guys, what's up? So sit back and relax as we take off. With us tonight is the wonderful Lauren. It's a pleasure to finally meet her. <laughs> I've listened to the Galactic podcast, and I will let her introduce herself. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Lauren from the Galactic Podcast. Uh, I am very excited to be on here with all you guys. So I'm um, looking to have some fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> so there is some Star Wars news before we get into our Chapter 10 Mandalorian discussion. The holidays or the new Lego holiday special, I should definitely clarify. <laughs> we got a new poster and we got a full trailer, which is amazing. Um, has anyone seen the trailer or taken a look at the new poster? Oh, yeah. As soon as that was posted, I was all over that because I'm so excited just for silly, fun, lighthearted Star Wars, especially after the year we've had. We deserve just ridiculous time traveling nonsense, and I'm all down for it. Lauren, how about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poster looks great. Um, I love Legos unapologetically. So, I mean, I'm excited for all this. And I think just kind of like what Ben said, it's it's going to be just straight up ridiculousness and just some really, really great Star Wars fun. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. hundred percent. How about you, Maria? It's an interesting storyline. Um, and I like the fact that we're dealing with the current characters as well as the old characters. Uh, so it gives us a nice little blend. I'm excited to see what happens. The poster is so cute with mm-hmm. Poe in that little holiday sweater in the middle. Yes. Like that. It was mm-hmm. so unexpected. Like you expect it to look, you know, like the posters have for the last three movies. So I thought that was really refreshing. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed with the poster was like, as much as it had holiday themed stuff throughout, it reminded me very much of like prequel trilogy style movie poster, Mm. which is cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, In the trailer, we got some really cool standout moments um, and even a callback or a few callbacks to the original holiday special. We we get a Lego itchy, which is cool. <laughs> looks looks so much better than the original. <laughs> so much more put together. So much better looking. Just all around a better itchy. And Less like they fished him out of a garbage disposal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um maybe a mala and a lumpy too? Am I correct in thinking that or thinking I've, I saw that? I think so. I got that. Yeah, that's what I kind of picked up on. Cuz I think there's like a scene where there it's like three wookies doing snow angels, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought, oh okay, it's Chewie, Mala and Lumpy. Mm-hmm. Um 
And of course, there's that time travel element. And it seems they're going through all, or not all, but the other two trilogies, the prequel as well as uh, the original trilogy. And some standout moments we got in the trailer are, you know, Luke with the binary sunset, of course, Mm -hmm. Um, and then the A New Hope trench run, the Dagobah training in Empire, and then the Emperor scenes and lightsaber duel from Return of the Jedi. Uh, There's even apparently going to be a Mandalorian moment, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I love, even in the trailer, like, as soon as they see Baby Yoda, and then Baby Yoda coos, literally everything just stops, and they're all still, (laughs) like, floating in the air. And even Darth Vader's like, oh, so cute. Uh, the pod race from Phantom Menace, and then looks like there's a Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. So it's cool. They're sort of, you know, in a very unique, fun, exciting way, connecting all three trilogies again. And I gotta be honest, I feel like I'm more excited for this than I was for The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Anyone else? Or is it just me? I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I can say I think that I will walk out feeling a little less disappointed than I probably did (laughs) with Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I definitely won't be pointing out any plot holes, I don't think, so we should be having a good time. Only thing that makes me slightly nervous just from the trailer, and I'm sure I'll get used to it, uh, the voice actress that they've cast as Rey does not really read Daisy Ridley to me, just from what little clips that we had of it. That's going to be the only one that seemed to kind of catch in my craw a bit that and finn finn may not sound quite right either because that didn't Mm -hmm. strike me as john boyega at all but at the same time it those are minor little nitpicks that i will get over about five minutes into it so i'm not worried about it for me it was the luke that was the biggest yeah um what stood out in the trailer to anyone else though lauren um oh god there's so much to unpack in it uh because it's just I mean, the pole and the sweater was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those little moments of seeing, like, the trench run and seeing the Emperor uh, on his throne from, like, Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, Kylo Ren shirtless. I mean, that's... <laughs> oh, my God, yes. That Even in hilarious. Lego form. Hot as fuck. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even in Lego form, 100%. Um, that, you know, just little moments like that. Um, definitely the Mandalorian moment when you see little baby Yoda and Mando, that was cute. Um, you know, when Vader says it's my son and then he's trying to like catch himself. Oh, it's the two binary sons. Like, <laughs> yeah, again, that was funny. just mm-hmm. like Lego silliness at its best. Star Wars silliness at its best. I'm here for it. I I can't wait. Um, I'm super excited for the video game. So yes. this will just be like cherry on the top for me. Like I'm just I'm just excited. So this will be a really really fun a fun watch. And just obviously, it's one of those things that obviously it's not going to be canon or anything. It's just going to be fun. <laughs> no. um, you know the I think like you guys talked about the aspect of time travel is interesting. I mean we had it a little bit in Rebels. Um, with the world between worlds so doing this is kind of again a fun way of bringing the old with the new and everything like that so yeah i'm i'm excited i'm i'm definitely excited to watch this one november 17th right 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's like nine days. That's like yeah. a little over it's a week. Very soon. Yeah. Maria, how about you? Would you what's stuck out to you to, in the trailer? Mm. Well, I like the Kylo. That was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. the, I think everybody's pretty much touched on all of them. I liked seeing like the end, like where it seemed like just everybody came in. I'm like, oh shit, how's this going to go? <laughs> like, cause there's like three versions of Anakin and you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> so I think it'll be interesting to see who meets up with who. Um, I really adore Poe in that sweater. Yes. Me too. So yes. cute. I'm here yes. for that. I want the minifig. I would want that minifig. Right? That'd be awesome. And for all my Lego collectors out there, this year's Lego advent calendar ties in directly with the holiday special. Oh, it does? So Poe in the holiday sweater is part of it. I might get that then. Wait a second. Yeah. Now I'm purchasing. Yeah, that's a purchase. (laughs) Right. Wait a second. There goes my money. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Lego does advent calendars? Every year. Yeah. For how long? For a while. <laughs> really? <laughs> so for oh my god. A while. Why am I, Wow, I'm this is literally live on air. First time I'm hearing about this. Do, so do you order them online? You can, but okay. they're usually Do they sell them in store? In store. They're usually Always in do. stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the toy aisle, you can't miss them. In the toy, okay, that's what. Like it is. they're they're normally on an end cap or something, like mm-hmm. you know. Gotcha, gotcha. They do one for Harry Potter. They do one for Star Wars. They mm-hmm. do one for all their big Seriously? IPs. Mm-hmm. Wow, I always see them at like Barnes and Nobles is like where I oh yeah hot spot for me where where I see them like like yep. like Mariah saying at the end cap and uh, kind of out in front. So yeah. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to get one this year then. <laughs> if it ties directly into Star Wars, then I'm all about it. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, we also have some news for some related to future Star Wars shows. Um, real quick, The Mandalorian Season 3, which, I mean, shouldn't really come as a surprise at all. But production is beginning soon. And just to put this in perspective, in relation to Season 1... Um, by the time season one had finished production, they were immediately in the concept phase. And then by the time season one had premiered, they had already filmed scenes for chapter for chapter nine in season two. Because I remember, um, I forget it, the poor actor's name, but the guy that, the Weequay bartender in mm-hmm. chapter nine mm-hmm. uh, had filmed his scenes like a day or two before season one went up on disney plus so Mm. it seems like they're full steam ahead on mandalorian um there have been some rumors of a mandalorian spinoff series which i'm have mixed feelings about because supposedly it is about boba fett and i will say this we had heard some rumors maybe a month ago about a possible um like Cara Dune with Bo-Katan spinoff series of Mandalorian and obviously not excited at all about that. So I'm excited they dropped that and they're going in a different direction. As for the character Boba Fett, I'm not quite sure. I have mixed feelings 
how about anyone else here? Like, what is Lauren? What I'm so, I'm so not a Boba Fett fan. <laughs> let me I, let me clarify that. I don't hate the character. Like he's he's cool. Um, you know, you got more of his backstory in Clone Wars, which is fun. I mean, obviously he's the son of Jango Fett. Some kind of cool background and you know story to that character. Um, but I mean, it's just it's little things like that that is his story so far that's in canon. I'm just not like a huge, like I'm just not a huge fan. Like I remember watching those older movies and seeing him in return of the Jedi um, and being like, okay, he's like, he looks cool. Like I like the helmet, like the armor, like all that stuff, but just, I, I didn't gravitate to that character. So like, to me, I'm just like, meh, <laughs> like, okay. Like, I mean, anything Star Wars, I'll watch, but I'm, it's right. not going to be one that I'm going to be like, can't wait to watch it. Like like with the Mandalorian or the Cassian um, Endor series that's coming. Um, or, you know, the I think down the road, we're supposed to get like a whole Star Wars female-centric show. So, I mean, that those are things that I'm looking forward to. This offshoot of, you know, Boba Fett with Tamara Morrison in it cool like i'll watch it i'm not gonna be like geeking over it but i'll watch it because it's star wars i'll watch it i'll watch it for sure i'm a lot in the same boat with lauren honestly Uh, i have warm feelings with boba fett just because of childhood and that's one of those characters that you've seen you think they're really cool but you know in all actuality kind of like we talked the last episode that's a character that's largely historically been style over substance we don't have a lot of backstory with him. If Dave Filoni is involved, which we don't know much about this other than a kind of a rumored production name for it. If Dave Filoni wants to follow it over, I'll be all on board for it because like we were talking last week, I really think that this version of Boba Fett with Tamora Morrison is going to be something that brings more legacy for that character than what mm. they've had before. Yep. I think this is going to be a deeper, interesting, older character, which we don't have a lot of kind of older character centric stories in star Wars. They're usually about kind of younger characters until we get over to the sequel trilogy where we have kind of bees plots for Han and Luke and Leia. But traditionally, you know, you got your 19 year old protagonist. Uh, a thing that I was just thinking about earlier when I got the show notes for this was I wonder if it's going to be a limited series and if yes. this could be Star Wars Universe's version of Logan mm. to have your Ooh. older characters last time out and for this to be a prestige series form. If that's the case, I'm 100% on. If that's not the case and anybody at Lucasfilm is listening, could that be the case? You can have it <laughs> and I won't charge you. <laughs> Maria, how about you? I feel like I hate to be the one that kind of lynches it down. I'm I'm also not a Boba person. I'm just going to be real. I I like what they did with him in Clone Wars because mm-hmm. that was interesting mm-hmm. and unexpected. Mm-hmm. I really, really wish we would have gotten that final episode with him and Cad Bane. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think that may have um, added more depth to that character in a way that we weren't ready for at the time but i think people are now um tamar morrison's a hell of an actor he's done a great job since star wars and um i will say it is very refreshing to not see that character whitewashed i was very concerned Mm -hmm. because it would have been incredibly easy um to just flip it and let's just 
you know, put some guy, some dark haired guy in there. So I, I was really excited to see that they, they held true to the casting that was already done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see this being more than a limited series because Tamar Morrison yeah. has other commitments and they are still going ahead and moving forward with Aquaman too. Um, at some point in the future. Um, and I know that there's other things that he's doing locally in Australia as well. So I don't see this being an ongoing series. Um, I just don't have a lot to, yeah. you know, my way into Boba is just drawing on my experience with my father, mm-hmm. right? That's the only way I have into Boba. Like the, the armor, you know, really doesn't yeah. do it for me. You know, the colors are not great. Uh, you know, so I don't really have a whole lot to say about Boba. You know, I'm, I like the Clone Wars Boba more than I like anything else I've seen with Boba Fett. I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be real. For me, it's very interesting to see this child raised by hooligans, you know, trying to find his way. Um, So, you know, whatever they want to do, God bless them. I I got friends in Star Wars, Twitter, Spear, whatever, that are, you know, big Boba Fett fans. And Mm -hmm. I hope that they eat. I I want them to eat Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. do you, by all means, you know, (laughs) enjoy yourself, buy every figure, buy every Um, Mm t-shirt. I think it's important that every character gets their time to shine, but I really don't have any particularly warm feelings about the character. Sorry. Yeah. So I, too, hope it's a limited series. Um, Ben had mentioned we know it's production name or its code name which is called buccaneer so you know makes me think you know obviously maybe space pirates we also know that filming is supposed to start sometime next week um and then we also know that this is not in any way shape or form related to leslie headland's uh star wars live action series so you know kind of based on all that information and you know what you all just talked about yeah i hope it's a limited series i hope we get in live action that clone wars arc or episode rather with cad bane and boba um Mm. some kind of flashback or um you know maybe that's like a prologue or something um and then the epilogue, maybe, depending on how the series goes, you know, to circle it around Boba's, you know, we see it ends with Boba overlooking the Mandalorian in chapter nine. And I'd like to see, there's so much potential, you know, at the same time where I'm not a huge fan of Boba, my, like, he's cool. I like him, but I'm not like a Boba stan. But there's so much potential even for this show because they could show him how he escaped from the Sarlacc, which it's also established in Aftermath. Um, The explosion from, or the explosion of the katana, you know, some of the burning metal and stuff uh, goes into the Sarlacc and it ends up, like that's, the explosion pretty much kills the Sarlacc and then Boba kind of, is somehow able to escape um so they could show that or adapt that into some way i hope we finally like if it's called buccaneer and has anything to do with other space pirates 
please, for the love of God, can we get a live action Hondo Onaka baby? Yes. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. He's who I want. <laughs> please. Yes. Right? You got to think. Like, okay. We have a Boba series. He hasn't shown up in the Mandalorian, but he's been in Clone Wars and Rebels, and he's at. They have him in live action. You know, does he look the best? No, but he's at Galaxy's Edge. No, the animatronic thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That confirms that he's alive during that timeline. Yeah. Right. Right. So that is so it's established. So, Mm -hmm. oh please come on, and he knows Boba too. I'm actually rewatching the Clone Wars, and there's Never that two, two or three episode arc, yeah, where he pretends to be a clone cadet, mm-hmm. um, but then Ayla Sakura and Boba end up going to Honda's place. So, yeah, in terms of characters and the world of Star Wars, which obviously, if it's Star Wars, we're going to watch it. There's a lot of potential there. It's more about the story for me than the character Boba, I guess is mm. what I'm based, you oh, know, yeah, this absolutely. entire mm-hmm. conversation f- has been about. Um, any other last thoughts on that? Or I think we took my thought. Yeah. You had some good ones. Just as a quick side note, because I had to look it up after I mentioned that. I hope that this might be the star Wars version of Logan. Cause it mm. jogged just the slightest bit of a memory back in 2018, the Hollywood reporter reported that James Mangold, who was the writer and director mm-hmm. for Logan had mm-hmm. been hired for a Boba Fett spinoff film. And because it's Lucasfilm, nothing ever really dies. Mm-hmm. We know that original spinoff film got canceled 1313. The video game got canceled. So I don't know if he'll still be involved if this goes to series, but I wonder if that was the direction he was pushing a movie that might turn uh, into something that might be like a six episode character piece, because that's mm-hmm. what I really want. If we have to have a Boba Fett spinoff, which we do because it will sell, I would love a character piece way more than I would love an hour and a half action movie. No, I, oh God, Ben. Yeah. hundred percent. And you're totally right. Cause they're doing the same thing with Obi-Wan, right? They're mm-hmm. pulling from old yeah. scripts old treatments and probably throw in a like a six eights part series limited run so and that makes sense and again as as we all are aren't huge boba fett fans and that's okay there are a ton of oh yeah huge boba fett stands and fans like yes, so i ma'am. mean it you you feed the beast you feed the beast and you feed those people like uh maria said and you 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 take it to the bank and it's going to sell <laughs> characters are going to sell t-shirts, everything that it, it's a, right. So as much as I'm not like, again, as much as I'm not a huge fan, I'll watch it. Cause again, it's star Wars. It's going to be interesting. And Ian, I'm glad you brought in like other characters that could show up in that show mm-hmm. because there are a ton. I mean, there's a lot of pirates that we could see that we have seen before from rebels, from clone wars that are still alive in this timeline could show up in that series so it would be very cool and we could still see maybe some of those pop up in the mandalorian too we don't know yet mm-hmm. obviously we're only in season two so a lot of possibilities though a lot of possibilities we've also always got a chance for more bounty hunters because mm-hmm. there was that talk back in the colin trevorrow script where we we're going to have an older bosk uh rise of skywalker had what looks like to be the cyborg version of dengar after a whole bunch of replacements mm-hmm. 
So there's a strong possibility that we could get a pop-up from all of our classic Mm -hmm. six Star Wars bounty hunters from Empire, which would be really fun. Mm -hmm. If they finally had characters and personalities, what a great way to spend your time and money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? (laughs) Exactly. Character development, yeah. So speaking of The Mandalorian, Chapter 10, The Passenger, we are... I shouldn't say necessarily we're back on Tatooine. Rather, we're starting on Tatooine. <laughs> which. Go ahead and gloat. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Do I'm it. doing. I Yeah. I had a feeling we'd start on Tatooine. I, I just, did, too. I did, too. I did, too. Um, all right. So. Do we just want to hit the main beats or do we want to like kind of go in chronological order? Go however you want to go. If mm-hmm. we get distracted, we get distracted. It's no big deal. Which we are bound to get distracted as <laughs> always. It wouldn't be Katana Cats if we didn't get distracted. All right. So uh, the very beginning, Mando's trying to get back to Mos Eisley, runs into some scavengers and... Um, this kind of, as much as it is like action sort of in the very beginning of the episode, it also very much relays like sort of the major theme of the episode, like uh, Din struggling with his identity as a father and then Mm -hmm. as a Mandalorian um, because, you know, he is able to, as always, kick some ass, take some names, um, and then with the child Mm. our child our baby he's our baby yoda (laughs) he's just as much ours as he is dense uh yeah shout out to hope by the way because we were talking about that baby needing a helmet last episode oh this baby took a full tumble so now he has 45 percent eyes and 55 percent concussion that baby's (laughs) having a rough time (laughs) yeah 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 completely forgot about that uh rolls like what four five six feet mm-hmm. on sand mm-hmm. so you know he's got like some like rug burn or skin burn mm-hmm. like going on i thought it was hilarious like it was my kind of humor the way that um you know din just kind of like remote activates his jetpack. <laughs> yeah. then the guy falls and then pleasantly the little jetpack lands but then falls over I still laugh at that. It's cute. Um, also, as an old school fan of puppeteering, the character work that they did in that scene with Baby Yoda's little side eye, that's really <laughs> hard to do in practical effects. They nailed that. Because mm-hmm. my whole house, I think I had six people watching it, and we cackled at that point because you knew exactly what the baby's thinking at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, Din he- shrugged, too. That was hilarious. He was just like, well... <laughs> Just like another day. Right. (laughs) Just another day in Tatooine. (laughs) Yeah, right? He's like, you had it coming. Um, We got to point out how quick he was to give that jetpack up because when this series started, there was absolutely no way that Den would have given up anything of a Mandalorian origin for anybody. Mm. Right. I think he knew, though. Like, right? You know, like, I think he knew what he was going to do. So, like, I feel like he, he felt safe. But it is interesting how he was. Like you're saying, doing it to save the child for sure. And he, again, we're talking about growth and everything like that. That's definitely a moment of him, 
you know, growing as being that father figure for, for baby Yoda, for sure. For sure. And it wouldn't be Tatooine without a cantina scene, <laughs> which is cool because um, we've get, we got our Dr. Mandible. I'm pretty sure that's the same um, bug guy from A New Hope, right? So it isn't. I went to go look it up because I thought the same thing. Uh, the name slips me right now. I look it up here in a second. But the original bug that we see in the original edition before the special editions of A New Hope is like a praying mantis and not like an ant. He doesn't have the mandibles. So this is another gotcha. giant ass bug just chilling on Tatooine and Chalmans. Right on. Um, of course, more Pelly is always welcome. And uh, I love how she like she gives him her sass. She gives him <laughs> his that, but rightly so too right like it's almost like she knows that he's like kind of like a shitty dad you know <laughs> a little bit um and then anyone else get the take that she's a little bit like everyone's slightly alcoholic aunt from boston and that's <laughs> the single dad that she's like a little bit beer drunk at nine in the morning but at the same time she's got a cigarette in one hand and she's like but yeah. you gotta uh, hold the hold the fucking head would you <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um some sabak later a game of Sabek later, and then mm-hmm. some uh, crate dragon dinner. <laughs> Afterwards, we meet a frog lady who is the frog lady, by the way. Like that's how I believe she's credited in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get back to her husband because they have some eggs that need to get fertilized, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this is really where, yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to take it off planet if you want those eggs fertilized correctly. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm just not, not mad local. at her. I'm not mad at her. We don't know what the dick is like. It must be worth <laughs> risking your fucking life for. Okay, it must it's be the entire species, good of, ass yeah, amphibian. Right dick okay <laughs> and if that's the case go ahead the fuck on i understand <laughs> it i'm right here cheering for you i don't even think she needed to fertilize those eggs i think those eggs are ready to go she just want to get one in one good time <laughs> that's what that was she lied either way apparently valid. the dick is so good but the personality is so bad that she's mm. got to get it but it can't live on planet with her no they can't be, they can't be together all the time now i've had me one of those i've had me one of those okay the only thing you good for is this right here i can't yeah. talk to you afterwards please do not text me afterwards no we can't go to lunch no I, I, i've got to go back to the office baby you know they got me hemmed up i just i can't right now well, what about next week i don't know let me look at my schedule you know and you just keep bobbing and weaving and dodging i'm like but you still want the dick so you're gonna go back anyway you know and then you got to be crafty about the time that you select because you can't mm-hmm. be too close to lunch because then it's gonna roll into a lunch day Ooh, can mm-hmm. you come with me to my friend's house i want to show mm-hmm. you off no 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 mm-hmm. no nope. no no that's not, not what we signed up party. for. 
No, no, no. It's just strictly dickly. Yeah, this is it. You're going to lay it and you're going to go. That's it. That's the best part is the leaving. That's, it. That's the best part for me. I don't want to meet your friends. I don't want to meet your mom. No, no, no. Mm. We're fine. Mm. We're totally fine here. But what about? No, no, no. Well, let me take you out. No, no. Because then I'm going to be obligatory to handling your bullshit and dealing with you and listening <laughs> to your problems. I don't really want to listen to your problems. I don't really care about your problems. <laughs> I want you to pull down them little boxers, right? I just want to see that big ding-a-ling. That's all I see. Because God bless them. You know what I mean? And that's where all the brain cells went. They went right there. Like That's yep. all mama and daddy could manifest for that young man right there. And it's just like everything else, I don't even, you know, and can't talk anyway. You know, it's mostly just grunts oh, nope. and, and emojis. I'm just like, baby, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I can't really, go to that wedding to you. It's no, against my religious practices. Uh, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. You don't want me don't there, eat. baby. I'm an atheist. Like, you don't want me there. No. No, I don't want to dishonor your family like that. <sighs> oh, but what about next week? Can I, can, can we talk? No, I'm, I'm really busy. I don't have time to talk right now. Listen, just hit me up when you have time and you know what the room number is and I'll be there. Okay. Until then, I've got a lot of work to do. Mommy's very important and very busy at work. Okay. And that's how you talk to them because they're young and they're dumb and they don't know no better. And you have to tell them like, mama, real, real busy at work right now. Okay. Mommy got a lot of work to handle. So you let me know when you're ready. And you've got everything that mama likes, and then we'll be there, okay? <laughs> okay. No, we can't cuddle because my fibromyalgia is acting up. My favorite part <laughs> of you is the memory after you leave. Right. Right. And right. No, you cannot stay here. I'm sorry mm. that your rent didn't go through that couch. This, this is even oh my, my house. God. I, I don't even live yes. here. This is a... Yes. No. Well, can you leave me $20 uh. for lunch? No. 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 No, that's not how this works. Can I get I gas money? That. No, that's not how this works. You provide the <laughs> penis and I leave. That's how this works. But you know, they're young and stupid. You know, baby, you know, can you hold, can I hold some money? Like, I don't have time mm. for this. Like, thank God you're wearing that damn do rag. That's all I can say. <laughs> don't take it off, baby. Shout out to and and. <laughs> oh my god we're not gonna say his name on air we're not gonna give him that kind of clout he got enough clout because so he knows like you know some of them dudes know they got a big dick but that don't necessarily mean that they're good at it you know what i mean like you exactly have to, be able to do something with it yes. okay don't just pull it out and slam it on the end table like okay, and I got dildos that size. It's all you about what gonna do. how you use it. Exactly. Right, mm -hmm. and don't be slamming it in there. No, God, no. Come on, ease in. <laughs> Look, I had a baby. I didn't have it that way. Okay, <laughs> shit's still tight over here. I don't know what you' talking about. Okay tight like a fresh fucking weave all right like a sewing oh day one sewing day one box braids sweetheart i ain't got it like that that's not my problem just because i got a baby don't mean i don't listen okay here's the part where we get distracted Continue. y'all can move on <laughs> Um, Maria, make sure you get some of that T sound in there that you just <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Lord have mercy. Yeah, I went on a be, tangent. That needs to be not edited and fully. That <laughs> 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 needs to be part of the podcast. 100%. Oh, it'll be there. It'll cut. <laughs> cut that shit. So the frog lady is with her side piece. Oh, you got to give piece. me a segue. Come on. Get a segue. <laughs> Where the segue I don't, at? I don't have Speaking one. of good dick. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> Speaking of good dick, that's what he said. <laughs> the frog lady was getting hers <laughs> off planet, of course, because you can't have that shit come back with you. <laughs> and, and if it does come back with you, there's a pill for that. You can fix it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and. No hyperspace travel. So you already know, like, shit is whack and something's going to happen. And it's miscommunication. Like, Mando's just like, bitch, please. I don't know what you're saying, <laughs> but you're going to sit down. You're going to sleep. You're going to strap yourself in. And that's going to be that. And we're taking off. Mm-hmm. Then- it's really fun to see how Din reacts to not being able to speak to someone. Because we see how patient he is with the Tuscans and even baby to some Yoda. extent now with droids now or with mm-hmm. the baby. But this is a woman, he cannot speak her language in any way, shape, or form or understand it. And he is mm-hmm. so frustrated and out of his yes. element. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's pissed off at her for not knowing basic. But she knows well, basic. Too. She and just can't Hutsi, speak it. Yeah. And he yeah. tried to see if she knew Hutsi and he, she didn't know it. So, and he got all mad about that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably. The one of the more interesting aspects of this episode is Baby Yoda and that appetite. Right? Oh my God! <laughs> the eggs. So okay, <laughs> what are our thoughts on Baby Yoda eating them eggs? Which I do have to mention because I rewatched the episode before, uh, you know, getting on here. The eggs aren't the last of like frog lady's entire species it's just like the last of it's like they would be her future family so it's literally like children um but they haven't been fertilized yet so it's almost like chicken eggs you know like bacon eggs and a cheese sandwich you know like those aren't fertilized so with those kind of thoughts does that still change how we feel about yoda eating the eggs is it was it funny or is it like, dude, what the fuck? Or is it like kids being an asshole or sad or like what's going on? Or all of it? Is it all of it at once? I think it's all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can see it as, you know, kid not respecting people's, you know, privacy and people's property. You could look at it that way. You could look at it as Dindajar ain't feeding him enough, apparently, because he's stealing other people's food, other people's children apparently so hide your kids hide your wife right exactly (laughs) (laughs) for for sure so i mean it it was a funny like running gag through this episode for sure it's star wars humor um you can look at it that way too so i mean i get people's kind of like disdain of it i mean i understand it like i understand the point of view and i understand why they feel that way um, for me personally, I just took it as the, as as a Star Wars goofy joke that they had running through the show. I mean, it is what it is, and it it played well at times. 
I think at other points it was just like, all right, I think I had enough of this whole he's eating these eggs all the time. <laughs> like, a, yeah. but overall though, it was just I took it as just a joke, just a running gag that they thought would be funny for little baby Yoda, and that's that's how yeah. they took it. I think. I know Maria and I were in the group chat as soon as we had both seen the episode. Because honestly, it's a really funny joke. It is a great running gag that goes between being funny to gross out humor to terrifying. Like it has a couple different moods while being the exact same running gag. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really well done. But as far as an in-universe thing, both Marie and I were in the group chat talking about how we would snatch that little 50-year-old toddler up so fast. Like, stop <laughs> eating people's babies. Because like Lauren said, you could say that maybe he's not eating enough, but that little fucker had his Lunchable and he just looked at it like, no, I don't want this carrot. Yeah. I don't want the pizza stick. Like, let me eat this lady's babies. Like, no, no, stop. Put that baby in a car seat, strap him down. He's getting off into stuff he shouldn't be in. Like, we're going to talk about helmets and baby Bjorns and car seats. Like, we're going to send it all over to Den. He's got a registry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Maria, I know you had some some thoughts about this <laughs> you always right. got thoughts oh shit let us hear them you you don't want to said you wanted to smoke okay so let's go you want to smoke let's go all right how much time we got left we got oh we got time <laughs> oh we got time for that okay cool um if ever a baby needed an ass whooping okay that's how i know first of all Pedro Pascal may be Latino. The Mandalorian is not. <laughs> okay? okay? I grew up in a Cuban man's house. All right? Mm. Mm. All right? And he would bust oh. my ass. Mm-hmm. I used to get the side of the belt that had the Cuban flag on it. And mm-hmm. I looked like a Cuban nationalist for three days. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm very familiar with that shit. So I, I can tell you this. Um, Din... <laughs> You got a lot to learn, baby. <laughs> you got a lot to learn. I would have been whooped that baby's ass. Yeah, I don't I don't play that shit. The mm. other question is, where's the snack bag? Like, why doesn't he have a diaper bag that's fully stocked with snacks mm. and apple juice and and these essential yeah. things? Every mom has a bag of Cheerios in her purse. Just mm-hmm. dry Cheerios. Everybody knows this. Like that <laughs> there's a reason why it's there. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's a problem of poor planning on the Mandalorian's part. I feel like it's also poor parenting because we're not offering any type of punishment for the behavior. We're just asking him to stop nicely, which um, I guess some people parent that way. Uh, <laughs> I didn't experience that when I was growing up. It was like, either you're going to stop or I'm going to count in Spanish until you pass out and whoop your ass. <laughs> like It's one of the two. So, you know, I'm just like, oh my God. I can't go home. My daddy go whoop my ass so bad. (laughs) Well, it can't be that bad. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. My dad's for Cuba. I need to hide here for three days. (laughs) I won't eat nothing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, you don't get it. My dad will Mm. whoop my ass, like, so bad. One time he caught me up the street with the bigger kids and beat my ass and my little mermaid panties all the way home. Mm-hmm. Like lifted them motherfuckers up Damn. in front of everybody. I was like, damn, daddy, I was trying to be cool. <laughs> I was not cool ever again. All right. I became known as that chick. Anyway, big long tangent. Um, yeah. If ever a baby needed an ass whooping, my God. Mm. I'm just sitting there like, 
did it, did you ever try whooping his ass <laughs> the whole time? Like, what's happening here? Like, like, even if it's not so much like a spanking or anything, it, there's mm-hmm. not even like a little like hand tap on mm-hmm. the kid's hand. He got which, the finger wag. Did he get the finger wag? Did he get no the finger fin- wag at one time or the uh, the? He yeah, pointed. The, he the pointed. Point. All he did was he point. Didn't even wag. Pointed. Just yeah. pointed. Yeah. He's like, yeah. no. Yeah, pointing only works in parenting if you're Harrison Ford. Like, that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But for all the kid knows, like, him pointing at the eggs and, like, saying no, like, even though it's emitting a strong reaction, like, the kid's probably thinking, like, oh, yeah, I know. Those are eggs. Right. My food. God love that child, but he can get into anything. There is no childproof capping yeah, going right? on in the Razor Crest. Yeah. And he's got the force. Why did that frog lady not have a little bit... Like uh, more secure. You put a padlock thing. on that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seemed to be able to open it pretty easily. So, and there's got to be a better way. These are my eggs. They're the only offspring I'll ever have. Let me throw them in this lunchbox with a rusty handle and be on <laughs> yeah, my right. way. Right, right. Completely accessible yeah. for everyone on the ship. <laughs> right. Even a 50 year old baby. But <laughs> speaking of the force, trap or wolf, we got our Dave again. Mm. Our little Dave cameo. Back, yeah. Mm hmm. With um, mm-hmm. I forget the actor's name, but the character's name is Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it's guess a, Paul Sung Hyung Lee is the name of the actor. By the way, he's from Kim's Convenience. Gotcha. And they're like the Maverick and Iceman, I guess, of Star Wars, or at least <laughs> of the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, they try pulling the Mandalorian over, I guess, in space. However, <laughs> that works, and Mando's just like. Fuck this shit. And <laughs> immediately goes to the nearest planet. Um, it gets a little, uh, you know, there's like a little space chase, right? And then he does manage to escape the space police. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to, uh, I don't know what the planet's called, but as soon as we get here, though, like, and I don't know if anyone else had this reaction but from the moment um you know we see the wreckage empire vibes immediately mm. which we'll get more into in just a moment i got rebels vibes i got total rebel oh, really? rebels vibes throughout this entire episode oh yeah oh yeah 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 well a krika yeah mm-hmm. i mean you had the callus and zeb kind of fighting oh, a nice monster right. so then you go to, you go to that i mean just the whole for me the whole the whole episode um, just had like just rebels, rebels vibes to it, and I loved it. I loved it. I love how it was weird. Yeah, you know, especially yes. when we get into yes. this planet and crash and everything, it just gets weird. <laughs> it gets weird, and I love it. I love it so much. And like anything with Dave Filoni, these are the great episodes because they're the deceptively weird episodes that feel mm-hmm. like filler now. And about mm-hmm. a season and a half, though, there will be some callback that'll make it all pay off. Hello, there are no filler episodes, right? Burgles. Mm-hmm. Or Puffer mm-hmm. Pigs, even. Like, mm-hmm. there's no little thing at a Dave Filoni production that is not going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. He's never seen a Chekhov's gun he didn't fire twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say Empire vibes for me because uh, there's like a solid, I want to say like 45 second shot of the wreckage. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of being like far away and slightly angled, like off left, 
it's like right in the foreground and slightly off right but it's like the x-wing crash on dagobah um because mm. it's got the little smoke filtering up top um and uh you know of course ice planets and hoth but i totally forgot about the arc with zeb and um callus mm-hmm. uh the frog lady total badass mm. and reprograms the droid um q9 from chapter six accesses his vocabulator and literally bitches out the mandalorian <laughs> verbal verbal slap in the face like who the mm-hmm. fuck you think you are like <laughs> you got an honor system you got a code we made a deal you're gonna follow that deal or you're fucked mm-hmm. and i thought it was really cool like she seems so unsuspecting too right like she seems kind of just like old lady vibes almost mm. almost useless but no like totally takes advantage of a moment in time where i mean we would totally think the reverse we totally would think like the mandalorian would be the one to sort of mm. um take advantage of the crash and start to get working or try to utilize whatever uh, equipment he has to his advantage to fix the razor crest but all he's got it seems on his mind is like napping and sleep time <laughs> um yeah what it, so frog lady awesome ass woman like right like total mm-hmm. badass i liked it because again like you said like she kind of put din in his place and it was like you know what what are you doing you're supposed to be this Mandalorian. You guys have this honor, this code, and yeah. you're telling me you just rather sit here and wait uh, until the the morning or whatever when I got to get out of here. And I told you I had to get out of here from the jump. And now you're telling me that you're just gonna take a nap? No, 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 no. You need to start going. So I think again, that's one of those moments where Din has to decide. You know, is he is he really the Mandalorian he thinks he is, or is he? something different and i think that's gonna be a struggle for him i think as we go forward for sure seeing like him kind of fighting his identity of i'm a mandalorian a true mandalorian or i'm you know i'm just i'm just a regular mandalorian like like anybody else you know so i mean he has to he has to figure that out because i think he is kind of seeing maybe that he's not that man not that mandalorian that he thinks he is he's not the one that follows and like this is the way I'm not going to take my helmet off ever. I think that's going to just come crumbling down eventually, I think in my uh in my opinion sometime down the road. So, but it he need it's one of those moments where he needs to hear that. He needed to hear that for yeah. sure. So, the frog lady challenges the Mandalorian in a way that I don't think he's ever been challenged before. Um mm. uh, since Queel, right? Since he mm-hmm. said you're Ooh. you're a Mandalorian, your your people rode the great mythosaur, mm-hmm. you know. And so, when when you challenge someone on that level, there's only two responses: you shit or you get off the pot. Um, and uh, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? Mm. Well, you you you're Latina, aren't you? You know. And then you have to do something like, fuck. (laughs) All right, fine. What do you want me to do? You know, 
so I feel like he was he was challenged in that moment to be the person that he claims to be, mm-hmm. right? And I think um, that happens in our personal lives all the time where we get that invitation and we have to decide, like, are we up to it? Can we be that person we think we are? Um, because sometimes we envision ourselves in a way, but maybe there's something in the way. Maybe there's something personal you're going through. Maybe you're going through a struggle that's got nothing to do with anything else. And you don't want to give of yourself in that moment in time. I go through that all the time at work where I lead a group of 16 people and, and I don't always feel like being inspirational. Bitch, I got my own problems. You know what I mean? Mm. And and it's like, well, are you the soup or not? I'm like, <sighs> yes, I am the supervisor. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you have to nut up. So I was right there with them like, oh, okay, fine. Um, Cause I've got a brand new team of people coming to my team and they couldn't need more work. Like they're all a bunch of fucking hot ass garbage. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't want to deal with it. I just don't mm-hmm. want to deal with it right now. Okay. I've got a lot going on. Uh, I want to be selfish with my little bit of me time as much as I can be. I want to soak in my tub. I want to relax with my music. And I just, ugh. Sometimes you have to get out there and, and do what's necessary and what you're called to do. So I I felt his struggle, man. I was just like, damn, I get that. Oh, it hurt. But it had to be done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was really fun because after the season beginning or the season opener with his interactions with Cobb Vanth, he comes out of that feeling really good about himself. Mm -hmm. He's having a great time. He had boy time in the desert. They killed a great dragon. Everyone made him feel really good about himself. Also, hey, Brian from Peak Milk, because I know that I just said the phrase, he had boy time out in the desert and somewhere out there, you're working on your fanfic. God, (laughs) love you. (laughs) But anyways, so he gets out of that adventure. And then the next thing he wants to do is get right back on track trying to track down where the baby goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's got to play shuttle service. He's got to take this nice lady down to the bodega and she doesn't want to go too fast. And he pouts the whole way through this episode, which is yeah. a fun way to see Din because mm-hmm. he's throwing a tantrum very quietly the whole time. He doesn't want to do this trip. Then he gets pulled over by the cops. Then he crashes <laughs> his ship. Mm-hmm. Then the baby's eating other babies and he just tries to go to sleep. He's done. Here's a half of a thermal blanket. So it's really fun to see him get called out by this kind of maternal female character who is in no way, shape or form like his relationship with the armorer, who is very Mm. stringent and warrior and kind of everything that he's released to. This is just a mom and she is inconvenienced because you said you could get her to the bodega by seven. But now you pulled over because you have a flat and you don't want to do anything. You can't even call AAA to come fix it. (laughs) Like it was a great interaction out of a, otherwise it's an episode that's fun because there are bugs everywhere, <laughs> but there's still some great character moments in it. Exactly. So speaking of bugs, we get a visual callback from concept art for Empire Strikes Back from Ralph mm-hmm. McQuarrie that wasn't mm-hmm. used. Um, we also get in many ways a callback to Knights of the Old Republic, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, rebels mm-hmm. um and maybe possibly like clone wars and other stuff and uh this is where the episode flips because um the mom takes her babies with her 
and like the episode clearly establishes that she's cold-blooded as you know are most if not all amphibious creatures um so it's cool to see that like in space and star wars too how they tackle that uh she finds a nice like hot sauna which you know good for her (laughs) like she exactly like ben was saying like you know i'm supposed to be here by seven and you didn't call triple a to fix this flat tire so she relaxes um, and does what she can to save herself and her line. Um, Baby Yoda is trying to talk. And he's been trying to, like, we hear him a little bit, like, with this gurgling, like, in season one. But, like, from the beginning of this episode, it's just all, like, babble. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly, the baby is trying to communicate, and actually does. Because as soon as Mando's like, make yourself useful... Uh, the baby's like, no, bitch, come over here. Follow me. <laughs> like, we got to find this mama because I'm hungry and I want her eggs. But I know you got to take her to the bodega by seven. So they follow her. And, you know, he, Mando has some words with her. They try collecting her eggs back. And then we come into our little version of Alien. And mm-hmm. Baby Yoda uses his uh, spider sense, smells those <laughs> cute little delicious eggs. I don't know what it is with this baby and eggs, but, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, frogs, anything small enough to get in that mouth goes. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, meanwhile, the, like, brightest, cutest, most adorable little, like, spacey, like chimes music is playing in the background. <laughs> no idea what's to come next. Uh, baby claws open an egg, eats it, and you already know it's like fucking nasty. It's like, <laughs> you know, like puke greenish, dirt brown. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's like aliens and you open one, the others hatch open. And then not only that, progressively bigger space spiders now Mm. i fucking hate spiders to Mm. begin with Mm -hmm. but holy shit (laughs) like i had to it speechless like i had it like (laughs) it took everything in me to keep watching and be like this is star wars this is star wars (laughs) it's on the screen it's not in real life you're okay and I'm like kind of getting itchy in real life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they hightail it out of the cave as they are chased by like thousands of space spiders of all shapes and sizes. But then you mess with the, and we saw this with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. You mess with the <laughs> little ones and the mama comes. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, is she a mama spider? Like giant, <laughs> like as big as the Razor Crest, if not bigger. Oh my God. But this is what I like about Star Wars. We get our creature episodes. We like this is like the space science, like almost horror, but like family version of, um, yeah, of, of like Star Wars aliens, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Like, as much as I hate spiders, I was totally here for this. 
Mm. Um, I thought like every second, I just thought it was like fantastic. Um, and they're saved by the space cops. <laughs> Trapper, good old Trapper Wolf and Carson saving the day. Now, I like the fact that they um, recognize the Razor Crest and recognize Din as the guy from Chapter 6. But I like even more that um, coming back into this identity theme of the episode is it seems, and we got a bit of this in the first season, but it seems like the that Din by now has totally almost given up his bounty hunter identity as he tells the people like look like even though i caught three people on the most wanted list while simultaneously rescuing a prisoner you already had like i'll forego the bounty on those if you help me with my ship and they're like dude just fix your fucking transponder (laughs) peace out and they don't help him at all they leave him to like fix the situation for himself which i thought was cool because it's like um again putting him in his place He's like, okay, like, shit, I actually, like, have work to do. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of parallels with this second episode and chapter two from season one. Eggs, monsters, beaten up Razor Crest. But this time he's got no quill, you know? So now he actually has to learn how to, you know, uh, put the fires out himself, you know? Yeah, it was interesting that they they show these X-Wing pilots as like the, as the police, like basically this new Republic, you know, after they have taken over the empire and they have taken and started this whole new government, they are not soldiers anymore as more as these flyby police guys, police in the, you know, police in their, their part of the galaxy. So it was interesting. And then like you, like Ian said, you know, them to kind of bring back season one and reference that whole season six episode. That was cool. Um, that was, I love all that. I loved how we saw um, Frog Lady able to shoot a gun again. Like she kind of oh, surprises. Right. Yeah, yeah. She keeps, mm-hmm. again, surprise, surprise. And you kind of, you, you like that. And like you, like we kind of been saying, it is a huge kind of, moment for din to kind of be like all right dude i really have to know what i'm doing i have to do everything on my own i can't i can't rely on on people on people like i have to i have to do it myself you know as he's finding these mandalorians he's he has to realize that he has to do it with as little help as he as he's gonna get i think he realizes that but i think he's obviously learning to accept that and still be a father figure for the the child you know like we've been saying I mean, there's moments where he's just like i'm done like I, I just need to take a nap and then frog lady was right there and i was like listen no you got to keep going so he needs those those conversations those moments to refocus him on what his and what what he's supposed to be doing he's supposed to be taking care of the child he's supposed to find his species he's supposed to help and you know do what he can for that child but now he has to have and help other people it's such a Star Wars. It's such a Star Wars episode. It's such a Star Wars thing, you know. And like I said, this is why it gave me so much Rebels vibes because I can see this as an animated show for sure. So it was. A, it was a. It was like an animated show, but live actions. But then we get that kind of weirdness, like in comic books, because they, 
you know, as a comic, I've read a few of the comic books and they go kind of weird in those a lot of times. Dr. Afria, Poe Dameron, mm. like those comic book series yeah. kind of do some weird things. And so now they're kind of doing that in live action. It's kind of, and it's fun and it's done well. It was done well. So yeah, I mean, it, I love this episode. I mean, it is, I know people, I think we've said it before, like people will say it's a filler, but we know if anything with Dave Filoni, especially behind the wheel, Ain't nothing going to be filler ever, mm-hmm. like ever. This is going to come back, I'd say, in at least maybe even in a couple couple episodes this season or, like we said, even down the road into season three. Something will come about of what just happened, what occurred, and those interactions between those two pilots are going to come back for sure. I think they'll, they'll come back and help them in maybe some way, shape, or form. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that this episode we can spring off from. You know, so and I'm I I can't wait to see because I know where I think we're gonna go next episode is gonna be huge. I think that's gonna be a really big for me. My prediction is that I think we will get Bo-Katan in the next episode because I feel like what we are going to now with the Frog Lady, we know her husband knows Mandalorians. I think the a great connection will be with Bo-Katan, and you know I think with Bo-Katan we could maybe almost. She could almost already know Din because if he was a following when during the Clone Wars, we know Bo-Katan was with Death Watch at a point. There's totally a possibility that they knew each other, that they that she you know either trained him or she knew him because of the Fighting Corps. There's a lot of things they can do with that, and I feel like that this episode, this next episode, will be I think that that moment, that connection where I think he meets. Uh, Bo-Katan possibly that's 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 where I that's where my head's at with that one for sure I have no prediction for the next episode I got nothing <laughs> I got jack shit on it <laughs> I really you know I mean I'm I'm along for the ride I'm I'm not trying mm. to speculate right now I'm chilling um you know it'll be dope to see what kind of Mandalorians are out there is mm. it Bo-Katan's people is it the Maldalorians whatever's left of Ooh, those people you know because yeah. look there's all types of Mandos out there you know mm-hmm. or maybe they're they're already dead I don't know I don't mm-hmm. really you know it is what it is but I just I think it's interesting to think about you know what what it is he's gonna run into out there because it might mm-hmm. not be what you think it is you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i see a lot of people all the time that, that say they're of the same creed i am uh and they might not be you know mm-hmm. so uh i think that'll be interesting to see how that goes and how that negotiation is going to take place katie sackoff did say that she filmed something so mm-hmm. i'm i'm hoping that we will see her at some point uh in the mandalorian um it's exciting to think about her coming in. And if, yeah, if, if Bo-Katan's featured at all, it's going to be Katie Sackoff. I mean, mm. oh, yeah. look at what they did with Boba. Come on. Like, it's it's going to be yeah. 100. Mm. See, I've always thought that there was no way that Bo-Katan does not show up ever since we saw Death Watch rescue Din as a child. The second that we saw that in season one, I was a yeah. pure lock for Bo-Katan showing up me. for something. Yeah, oh, Dark yeah. Was yeah. Too. When yeah. I saw Dark, Dark Saber, I'm like, okay, so when's she coming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to tell that story. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And with Bo-Katan, that always leads us to the possibility of finding Sabine or Ahsoka later on as well. Mm, I guess I want to know where Corky is. All right, he's the last 
Obi-Wan Kenobi heir. All right? <laughs> That's who I want to talk to. Bitch, put me on the phone with Corky. All right? Don't tell me he's a nephew of somebody. I don't want to hear that bullshit. All right? We don't need Mari Povich for this one. I know who it is. I know who the parents are. Give me that. I need to know where Corky is. All right? Mm. You you will Got produce it. that man. You will produce that man, or I will burn this entire podcast down. Okay? <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Come on, Dave. We're all grown now. You can tell us the truth. You don't got to lie no more. You ain't got to lie, Dave. You ain't got to lie. You don't got to hide it no more. We're all grown up now. Everybody who was watching the Clone Wars, they all grown up. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's okay. We all know. We all know. Padme mm. hit it too. Okay? Mm. You mean to tell me. Uh-huh. You mean to tell me he mm. used the force every single time to pull out and ain't no drop of nothing. <laughs> Getting nowhere. Okay. Okay. Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. Tell us the truth. We can handle it. We're adult people. Mm. I've seen Mari. Most people out there know what it is. Mm. You know, this ain't the 50s. Most mm. people know somebody who knows somebody who had a baby out of wedlock or whatever the case may be. <laughs> I know who his father is. Mm. Look, that man, that boy didn't look nothing. Come on, look at that face. You tell me that ain't that ain't <laughs> Obi Wan. And I'm that hair. At this child, and the hair too. The mm-hmm. hair. Right. I'm looking like, huh? But you don't want me to ask no question, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she don't have no other sisters? They never mentioned any of the sisters. Mm. So who's, no. whose baby is that? Hmm? Huh? Well, that's Who? the thing, too, is it's poetry. It rhymes. They already had a kid raised by an aunt and uncle. That was, You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. That ain't his aunt. Exactly. Uh, I can go all day about Corky. I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Cork- I'm, I'm just going to well, say Satine this. Satine is... The mom. And I'm gonna be done. Obi Wan is the father. He is the father. He is the father. Look, I don't need Mari to tell me. I already know. Will that be Look. something if we find that out in the Obi Wan series? That'd be a, that would be that'd be lit. Ooh. That'd be so great. Hello. <laughs> it's just Obi Wan taking letters and stuffing them down in the recliner, and they're all back right. child support. <laughs> 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 well, I'm just going to say this. In in the episodes where he frees uh Satine, right? Why is there so much security around this one boy who's not related to anyone who's mm-hmm. of royal blood? Why would he need so much protection of the nobility sort? Like the mm. the type of Mandalorian protection that he had was normally reserved for that of royalty. Mm-hmm. And given that he wasn't a child that was in any way, shape, or form an heir, why would he need that level of protection? Also, the fact that he wasn't familiar with the poisoning and what was going on with those juice boxes that were going around the school tells me that he's living a life that's a little bit more sheltered away from the average person on Mandalore. So why is this person being so well taken care of and so well protected if he's not related to anybody of noble blood? Why is he living this spoiled life? Mm Because his mommy's the Duchess. Hello. I'm done. I'm be quiet. I'm be quiet. 
The only thing that makes me slightly sad about that is I like the idea of Obi-Wan and Satine. I always have. Mm. I And I love Obi-Wan, but we have to be really realistic about it. Obi-Wan has a lot of personality. I don't feel like he'd be a super fun time. Mm. I feel like if that, that nice little hookup happened, that it would be one of those that you're like, okay, well, that 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 happened that was that was was that fun i don't know if that was fun because they don't have a lot of sex education in the jedi temple <laughs> he's not learning a lot of stuff like i can imagine a satine being like well i'm a pacifist but goddamn like you don't have to rough <laughs> hey. it up a little bit <laughs> no hold on this. but she's a mandalorian time a mandalorian. i believe she taught him <laughs> like she brings out the <laughs> like personality in kenobi because he's extra wittier with her he's That's extra true. funny Mm. And he knows how to hit her in all the right places. <laughs> hey, she quiet. does too. She does too. Let's I'll talk about quiet. it. Exactly. Yeah, and she it. does quiet. with. She does too. Yes. She does too. So, I, I, I'm, I, I'm for it. I'm for it. Let's hear it. Obi Wan series. Let's let's just make that announcement. <laughs> that was his child. <laughs> it's time to rip the bandaid off. Everybody, grown now. We already know what it is. Yep. Hurt your feelings. You know what I mean? You know what <laughs> you know it is, true. baby. You know what it is. I think Ian's on to something, too. Like, he he was more witty when he was around her. So, mm-hmm. I, I think, and I think she taught him. Like, they had a long-standing relationship. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't seeing nobody else. She ruled alone, okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it means there was something keeping her coming back exactly. <laughs> she meant something to to obi because he said she he would have left he would have left the order for her so i mean mm-hmm. well he should have yeah. said that a long time ago listen if you mm-hmm. got feelings for a woman tell that bitch yeah look i mm-hmm. don't have time to be wasting reading people's minds i'm not miss cleo and i really don't give a damn to do it <laughs> you need mm-hmm. to get up and tell somebody all right mm-hmm. tell an adult okay yep. and quit playing <laughs> yep thank be you be an adult and tell an adult <laughs> that's what right. it is yeah. Uh there's one thing I forgot to mention. And it happened so quick in the episode too that I'm not surprised I almost forgot to mention it here. Uh-huh. And it's when Din tells that before the space cops go in attack mode, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. So, the question is he obviously doesn't he there's no connection he makes between the force and what the child's doing mm-hmm. so so how can that be i guess is my have question. you ever sneezed and told somebody god bless you mm-hmm. that's it i was gonna it's say how many exact... white ladies do you know say namaste and have no hello idea what the hell that means. hello 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 People sneeze and they say "God bless you" all the mm-hmm. time. I'm I'm an atheist and I say "God bless you." Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, so okay. It, it happens, you know. Gazuntai, you know, people yeah. do it all the time. He's sitting right next to the damn force and doesn't know it, right. you know. So it, it it becomes one of those things again when education isn't prevalent, right? When we don't pass down what we learn to others, uh, prevalent in the last what week. You know, mm. when we don't pass those things down, they get lost and we could be looking dead at it and not know what we're looking at mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the education simply isn't there. Um, okay. So yeah. I think he knew, too, like he was trying to play nice with the cops. So mm-hmm. I think he is just something obviously as a bounty hunter, he probably has heard 
And he probably mm-hmm. just figures he would say it at that point and just kind of be like, it's like saying, oh, hey, officer, being like polite. That's just, I think that's what, that was he was trying to do mm-hmm. for sure. Saying, okay. may the force be with you. Yep. When in Rome, you do as the Romans do. But yep. he had no idea the the relevance of what he was even saying. Oh, 100%. Right. Maria, you're right. Yeah. He had no, he just said it just to play nice. Say it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that he's looking for where the child's people are and in both episodes he's explicitly run into people who have mentioned the force and it's just a thing that people talk about to him he's not giving it a second's thought Mm -hmm. and he's just going to keep rubbing up against it until he finally figures it out yeah (laughs) well you know it's interesting though about that ben and it's a really good point you know do we think that those like everybody knows who luke skywalker is you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they might know the myths and legends, right? We have that book, Legends of Luke Skywalker. Those are the stories I think that people are aware of, unless you're in the inner circle, unless you know Leia, unless you know Han, unless you know Lando, unless you know Luke. You don't know the the true the true story of it all, right? You hear things. So, even if he asks, you know, these those two, uh, you know, cops <laughs> like hey do you know anybody who uses the force they're gonna say no they might say i've heard stories but they're not they they don't know who luke skywalker is they're like yeah i heard this guy that might know it but i don't you know it's just stories to them you know it's not it's not the truth it's not what we know as the audience mm-hmm. we know the truth we know the truth they don't know it it's a huge galaxy too though right so yeah, i mean is. and we know there's plenty of other force users you know still alive hello ezra Hello, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if they brought somebody. You know, obviously we're all assuming it's going to be Ahsoka and everything like that. If they brought in a a a a different Force user than what we expect in this show, I think that'd be an interesting an interesting twist. Uh, yes, to this, I'm you know, for Night Sister. Oh, yeah. oh, ooh, ooh! Please. Don't get me started. That I would love that. Some oh, I would love that. Field. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, God. we could you could do different things within this show. You don't have to go to Luke Skywalker. I, do I think yes. that's what the end game yes. is? I, me personally, I do. I think that's where we're headed to. But we're not going to get there for another two 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 seasons. But I think you can introduce like just like in Rebels, we got introduced to two brand new characters, Ezra and Kanan, and they are probably two of my most favorite Star Wars characters now because of that show, because of the storytelling, and because of the everything they did within that show with those two characters were amazing. And those were two new Jedi and Padawans that we have never met. They could do that in Mandalorian. They could mm-hmm. and, and branch that out into a lot of different directions, but will they? I, that's, I guess that's, that's what we'll find out. Speaking of a, take, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say another fun way that they could go about it. I was thinking just as Lauren kind of brushed up against it, but didn't quite go there. Thinking about Kanan and Ezra in particular, mm-hmm. it would be really fun for the person who actually sets him on the right path to track down some Jedi. If that was Hondo. Oh, mm. that'd be great. Mm. Talk about Cause that. you could do a Please. whole ridiculous episode of just some misadventures with Hondo. And at you the know, very end so be like, you know, I gotta, I gotta go find where this is like, Oh yeah, I know exactly where that would be. Like, Dude, go track down. I, I mean, what is Johnny Depp doing right now, really? Ooh. Oh, well, he just got like, fired from. Uh, he yeah, just don't. got fired. He, he can't anything. keep a job. I would love for them to go to Lethal. God, that that would to okay. me. I have a question, or not a question, a theory about that. I believe that 
Lothal is the planet we are first on in chapter nine. They haven't said what that is. I, I they haven't said it, but I, I get I, strong Lothal I would love vibes. It. I would love that, Ian. I would love if that was Lothal. See, would it be Lothal, or hadn't they cleaned up really well by the post? Well, no, because as Maria pointed out, they're in the ghetto, and we know in Lothal, like there's some ghetto ass spots in Lothal. From I mean, every, every every city's gonna have them, right? Every city's mm-hmm. gonna have. Oh well, yeah, yeah, a, but, a spot like that. Yeah. So I mean, it could be Lothal. I would love, man, if that was Lothal, or if we go back, or if we go to Lothal. And we get a mention of like a a, a former blind Jedi. Uh, I will bow down to Dave Filoni mm-hmm. at that point and just say, "Here's my money. You do what you want to do, whatever you want to do. You create it. Here, I'm giving you everything mm-hmm. I owe that I have because that would be an amazing thing for us fans. But again, a cool yeah. way to introduce a character that a lot of people don't know. Right? Only hardcore fans like us might know and watch Rebels." You know, though these the fans that have been introduced to the Mandalorian might not know all that. So, mm-hmm. mm, I I would love it. You have me thinking where, um, you know, obviously the end goal sure might be Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. but clearly it doesn't happen. So, but my, is it though? Th- it'd be hard to weave that f- because of the original and the sequel mm-hmm. trilogies. In my yeah. perspective, but it depends on who he runs into first, mm-hmm. honestly. Because That's I feel true. like yep. if he gets yep. to Ahsoka, I don't think Ahsoka is going to point him in the direction. Ahsoka of is not going to do a sales pitch for the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to stop <laughs> you right there. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not going to work. <laughs> my Lauren has me thinking that it might not be who we think it would be, and what about? Like, what is Cal Keistus up to? At this, mm. Is he still alive? Mm. That'd be great. Mm. And is is it, do they run into him? Because mm-hmm. we know he's trying to find other, I don't know, necessarily Jedi, but mm. definitely by the end of Fallen Order, you know, he has this calling of finding other Force users and trying to contact them in some way, shape, or form. So, That'd be great, yeah. Do we get old man Cal now? The only thing that makes me think that they might not do that as of right yet uh, is a, we don't really know where the games developer section of Lucasfilm really want to go with that story. And they kind of want to keep that open for a while. And also Dave doesn't really have an existing relationship with that character. Mm. And I'm sure John is down for whatever at this point, but Dave really likes to play with his toys. And so anywhere mm-hmm. that he can drag someone over from animation okay. to live action, that's going to happen. I think. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And Dave, let's, let's be honest. Dave Filoni, as much as he knows star Wars, I mean, he is George Lucas's Padawan. He does not care about canon. Like he doesn't care about connecting everything to a T. Obviously we mm-hmm. like, I mean, in the last episode we got Cobb Vanth. Stories yeah. tweaked a little bit, you know. Look at season Clone seven. Wars, right? Yeah. And then, right, season seven, we got Ahsoka story, you know, uh, tweaked a little bit. So, I mean, as much as I would want it all to connect, I don't think, I don't think the people think that way a hundred percent. Like they, okay. they can pull. That, that's just my opinion. I mean, they, yeah. they can pull. Yeah, yeah. They could definitely pull in Cobain. They could definitely pull in uh, Sabine or Ezra or whoever um, Hondo. 
they can definitely do that, you know, but I think connecting it within from like book to TV series, I don't think it's a, it's a huge priority to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, and it is what it is. It is what it yeah. is. It's still going to be great, but I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, they tweaked the story of Cobb Vance or they tweaked the story of Ahsoka back in Clone Wars. I mean, does it, right. I mean, as a canon person, yeah, I would like more, way more connection. Right. But, I'll take what I can get at this I point. I feel like the connection is mm. 75% anyway. With the- yeah, no, 100%, Ian. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree so with I'll that. pose a question to everyone, mostly as just something that'd be fun to hear everyone's opinion on. So we'll take Ahsoka off the board because we're pretty certain that, that she's a she's a sure thing. Mm-hmm. If there were any characters from either the Clone Wars or the Rebels, if you could choose one character to move over to live action and the Mandalorian, who would you want? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. Because for me, it's Hera. That's the one that is least Ooh. likely, but that's the one Ooh. I want the most. Ooh. Vanessa Marshall, she she already did like the CGI stuff for mm-hmm. Squadrons. Shoo, give her in the volume. Put her in there. Put her in there as Hera. I'd love it. That, that's a great call. Um, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Sabine. I wouldn't, if done properly. I wouldn't mind Sabine. Um. Rex, Rex would be cool to see. Maybe mm. another older uh, clone trooper that might be still around. Who knows? I mean, just little Easter eggs like that would be that would be cool for sure, for sure. God, if oh man, if we could get Ezra, but I know that's that's not going to happen. But to get Ezra would be really really cool for me because oh. I love that character so much. I love that character. What about you, Maria? Cad Bane. Ooh. Oh, I want to see a Duros in and live that's action. That's easy to do. They could definitely do that. And I think there's so much opportunity with his character. Mm. He brings so much presence, and that cute little droid needs to come with him. Mm-hmm. Go get Seth Green. Look, he ain't doing <laughs> shit he anyway. Doing <laughs> He's in the toy room right now. Okay, yeah. just go get his ass. Tell him we gonna have some yeah. pizza rolls waiting for him. Yeah. After he's done mm. recording, he'll show up. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. Mm. It's a paycheck <laughs> and some pizza rolls, and he will show up. <laughs> he will. Yeah. God he knows will. he's he not doing, doing post productions on detours anymore, so he's available. Right. <laughs> right. right. He's available. I, That's what I want. I want that cute little droid. Toto 360. Yes, and I want Cad Bane. Well, he blew yeah, up. Okay. Toto blew up in the Clone Wars. It don't he mean can, he can't he can come back. Up. <laughs> he can be built. He's got oh, an yeah. iCloud backup somewhere. Like He's good. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane's a great I want call. that so yeah, bad. <laughs> they really don't. Um, God, that's so hard for me to answer. Um. I've talked about him enough, so I guess I'm going to go with him. Uh, Hondo. Mm-hmm. Easily. Mm-hmm. I think Hondo's a pretty good one. chance, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, yeah. Like, I yeah. think Hondo is a pretty fair chance. That character is already well-designed in live action. Mm-hmm. I think They have you know, an asset, yeah. Like, he's all good to go. They've got that. They've experimented with the animatronic obviously at galaxy's edge but i believe for when the animatronic is down when they have the video i think that's an actor in prosthetics i don't think he's cg it is there, yeah so there i is... think they've played or it's not great but they have a general character idea 
-hmm. it's not great but i think with the volume behind them and Mm -hmm. and you know the right people they can they can up that to the next level Mm -hmm. yeah i think honda's a pretty fair especially as a galaxy's edge tie-in like if at some point in the mandalorian he does not go to batuu like I will find a hat yes. and eat it because that mm-hmm. synergy's got to happen mm-hmm. at some point, guys. Money just sitting on a table. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about Zeb or uh, Callus? That would be fun. Oh, I would love Zeb and Callus as an old couple who just kind of pop in. <laughs> They're on Callus. vacation who now. Said Callus? <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> That's an idea, though. What if, what if they uh, they end up taking like what if in the last season or the last arc is taking the baby to zeb and then Mm. zeb takes the baby to um his people yeah the lasat have a force culture to be fair it's not like it would be a bad choice Mm -hmm. i don't know that would be interesting um it'd also be really unexpected that would make it really fun Mm-hmm. And I love of, Zeb. I don't oh. know. I I see the end goal as the Yoda village. I think we will oh. see the Yoda village. <sighs> That's gonna be at interesting. Some point. Oh God, it's gonna inter- be the unknown regions, isn't it? Yep. Yep. You don't introduce baby Yoda without. At some point, we have to get into what is that. Where mm-hmm. does it come from? You know, that's I mean? such you a. Yeah. They have kept that such a secret at Lucasfilm. Yeah. I mean, because a lot George. Of, a lot of writers, I, I I can't remember where I saw this. One of the one of the writers authors said that you know they have pitched ideas for mm-hmm. Yoda the species, and they have said that's it's untouchable, untouchable right. because I think they they want to yeah. tell it in their way, not in a book. So could this be the way we get it? I I I hundred percent agree that I think the end game could be. We actually find the species of Yoda and everything like that. Or mm-hmm. I think the other option is I think he he finds Luke Skywalker and mm-hmm. the child goes to like the uh, Jedi Academy or whatever. It, that that's in my head. That's where the two the two avenues I think they will they could possibly go. And to piggyback off of Maria's idea. Because Lucasfilm has always had a very firm stance on never explaining the species. And I don't think they should, right. honestly. No, I don't I think agree. they should ever have a name. Keep it secret. No, Keep I don't want to know the name of the planet. But I would love for that series, when it finally wraps up, mm-hmm. to have to take Din out into the unknown regions. Because that would explain why we don't see the species. Mm-hmm. It's just farther than anyone has ever been. And then yeah. all we see is an unnamed planet and an unnamed village. And then a few of the species, and then that's how the show ends, with no explanation further than that. We know that he made it back to his people, and that's it. Yeah. I personally would like to not even see the actual Yoda people, maybe just something like silhouettes or something. Like, mm. keep it, like, like know it, it, know they exist in numbers, know it, it's there, um, know there's a planet and everything, but still in the vein of George Lucas and, you know, uh, early Lucasfilm still keeping as tight a lid on possible, no names, um, no species name mm-hmm. either, like nothing really, um, in context as to how exactly they live or whatever, like everything's mm-hmm. totally 
um, as vague as possible. Because mm-hmm. that, I, you know, if that's how George was the entire time, I think that's how they should, that's like one thing I think they should keep mm-hmm. uh, in the vein of, of George and his legacy. Not mm-hmm. knowing anything about really Yoda or that species and where mm-hmm. he comes from. Well, the child presents the same storytelling problems that Ezra and Kanan did, which is they're mm-hmm. fantastic characters, but you have to get rid of them before they would come in contact with yes. the sequel trilogy. Because if right. he's around, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. I don't think they're going to kill he the child. If he, mm-hmm. if he lives with Luke, if he goes to the temple, like there's and not Kylo, a lot of chance yeah. of survival. Right. So I think his end game is the Yoda village. And I think in my mind, I see the end as this rapid car chase to the village. Mm-hmm. And there's someone following him, whether it's Moff Grandma Gideon. Gideon or someone. Someone's tailing him. He's rushing to the planet. The The Razor Crest breaks down. Um, there's a shootout in my mind. Um, he finds the village and it looks deserted and he doesn't know what to do. He's scared. And there's a bunch of people shooting at him. And with the last little bit of energy, he makes it and starts beating on a door and two silhouettes come out and take the child and he dies mm. fighting. Mm. Cause I, I think Boom. he would want a warrior's death, a Mandalorian's death. He called for mm-hmm. it in the last season. Um, so I think that would remain. And I think at that point, he's served his purpose to deliver the child where he needs to go. Um, and just like any mentor, whether it's Obi-Wan or otherwise or Kanan, you know, that person normally ends up biting it at some point. So I mm-hmm. think yeah. uh, it's a fitting death after he um, takes care of grandmoff or the gideon character that he he too dies um and then the species all unite and disappear the planet or shield it and that's the end that's what i i see in my mind i don't, I don't hate it i would love it no that's, that would make sense <laughs> yeah you know lucas that would make sense. if you need someone in a writing room i know a real good lady who's got mm-hmm. a little bit of availability if you cough up the cash <laughs> right let's talk yep. about dollars and cents show that paper <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it'd be that'd be a very interesting i i mean i can definitely see where that could probably be where we're going because you make a good point if we do if if they are choosing to go the Luke route, then we almost know, possibly, we assume, we would assume that the child would probably have died in the um, in, in the temple or the, mm-hmm. the Jedi Academy uh, when Kylo did that. So it, it's interesting. And, and who knows if Din would want to take him to a, an actual Jedi Academy. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, this. This is why this is a great show because there's so many possibilities that it can go, yeah, and still mm-hmm. s- stay Star Wars and still hit those nostalgic beats like it's been hitting. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this is this is why it's a it's a great show. <laughs> it means 100. percent You know, exactly. Pedro Pascal is carrying Star Wars on his shoulders right now. Uh, I mean, I fully believe that. Fully believe that that's what is going. That's what's happening. Him and the puppet <laughs> and mm-hmm. that little puppet is carrying Star Wars. 
through this time right now until we get back to the movies and other thing and you know we get another uh, TV show so one so god bless pedro pascal right now because he is out here oh. counteracting that yes. energy that she who will not be spoken of on this podcast is out mm-hmm. trying to put into the world mm-hmm. yeah Yep. Like, somebody died in this season is all I got to say about that. There's no mm. way a certain character makes it to season three. Yeah. Mm. Oh, easily. I don't know if they filmed her death, but she's going to somehow blow up off screen, surprisingly. <laughs> mm. Come on with it. Mm. Um, I, I had a thought and it totally just escaped me. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> any other... Any? Uh, I'm not going to like sit here for five minutes and try to like... <laughs> think about it well to your uh, question earlier about luke skywalker i don't feel like everyone knows that story um mm. i feel like certain people do but i also feel like you know when we look at our own history today like people really truly believed that rosa parks was the first person to say no and not give up her seat like mm-hmm. that's the way that you know, history is taught mm. in our society today. So, no, I don't think most people know of Luke Skywalker. And also, there's a lot of counterproductive propaganda, <clears throat> just like in our own universe. Mm. There are people that want to say certain um, things aren't factual or the ballots were misread or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, I, I think that there's a good chance that some people are aware of Luke. Um, and that story, but you got to remember who was in the room when it happened, uh, mm-hmm. Vader, uh, Palpatine and Luke Skywalker. So there's only one survivor. And I don't think he's um, the type of person who goes around bragging about that time that mm-hmm. his daddy threw that old man in a, a shaft. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. I don't see that. So I, I do think that the story may be out there somewhere and there are certain people who are aware of it, but there's some people like even Han Solo, when we meet him, he's not even a force believer. He's just like, whatever, dude, you know, I make my own way. So I think there's a lot of that going on too. Mm -hmm. So, um, do I think his name may come up? Maybe. Um, Mm. but the people that Mando runs into don't seem to know much about the force. Mm-hmm. Mm. they're aware of it in passing but i don't think they know it's real yeah the history they're aware of the yeah, mandalorian right. history of it yeah yeah 100 percent agree even the armorer says sorcerers mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like she doesn't believe it mm-hmm. so i did remember <laughs> thank you maria uh <laughs> if so if that boba appearance at the end of chapter nine i guess is a secret um, sort of um, connection to this Boba Fett series. Uh, we know the Bad Batch is coming out in the spring. Do you think they're going to try to connect this season or an episode in any way, shape, or form with, with that or not? No, I think Maria already told us correctly that the Bad Batch is a red herring and the Bad Batch will appear in the series called The Bad Batch, but there's some other huge secret in there. I couldn't even speculate about what it is, but I believe that 100% now. Okay. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. I, don't... I can smell it from here. There's something else. Yeah, you don't you don't do a whole series on that crew by itself. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah, you sure. throw in the only other... The only thing I can think of with that is you obviously get maybe Rex's story a little bit more post 
you know, uh, Seeds of Mandalore. And maybe that's where they find Gregor and Wolf. I mean, you. God, but, I love Gregor. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't make a an entire series based on those guys. You just, you just yeah. don't. I'm sorry. You just don't. You introduced them in the first four episodes of season seven. Mm-hmm. And you let it go. I'm, I mean, I think it'll be used to tie up loose ends from Clone Wars. Yeah, I think uh, Barris yeah. will appear in it. Is where I'm thinking that she shows up next. Oh yes, that'd be cool. I I feel that in my soul that there's a female character, a mm-hmm. strong female character that we haven't seen in a while that will show up. I don't know who it is, but the the hairs on back of my neck tell me that. Mm. You're, all right. you're, you're right. You don't announce and, an all male cast mm-mm. without yeah, a female, right? Yeah, okay. come on. Especially not Dave. Of not Dave. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, not Dave. And there's only one guy doing all those clone voices anyway. So who else you got? Right. Oh yeah, right. they save money <laughs> on D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. They right. can afford. She's not going to be the D. Baker show. Speaking of D. Bradley Baker, I think he does the voice effects for the frog lady oh cool. I think yes I read he that did somewhere. i think i read that somewhere too where he was that the voice yeah um any other final speculations or thoughts no i think we touched on a lot of it <laughs> yeah i agree so lauren we'll do the same thing with you that we did with hope last week okay which is since you're a guest this week this is your chance to if you could just pick your druthers out of just the pure blue sky mm-hmm. for the what one thing that you would like to happen during this season. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. Oh man, that's yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, there's so much I want. <laughs> there's so many things I want to happen in this uh, in this in this season. Um, I think the major thing for me would be would be a Bo-Katan, a Bo-Katan cameo. Like I want that. I need mm-hmm. that. And I think it just it makes so much sense with the dark saber with the death watch in play. I mean it's 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 a slam dunk. And if if they if it doesn't happen, I would be very curious as to why it wouldn't happen. Or that's for season three, because we know where Bo-Katan was at the end of Rebels. We know what she had, and for us to see Moff Gideon have that dark saber, I want to know where the hell he got it. Why he has it? Why? Why does he have that dark saber? That's my question. You know, it's not how he got it. He mm-hmm. he got it. I mean, I want to know that. But why the hell does that guy have that? Why does he want? Why did he want that dark saber? Like what? Like what's the purpose of him having a dark saber if he's not a Mandalorian or if it's not for him to show and be like a conqueror and to unite a group of people? Like what? Why? What is his purpose? Why does he want that? That mm-hmm. specific lightsaber? Like he 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 took it for a reason for sure. So I I think that for me I I would like that maybe fleshed out and maybe get a little bit of the background of like you know the uh, tears of a thousand uh, a thousand tears Night and that yeah. Tears, yeah I want that give me that give me it I want it like I want more like I want deep Mandalorian lore like I want all of that in this show and I think I hope we're and I and I think we'll get it I really do I think we'll get it but that yeah that would be mine Bo-Katan. And the connection of her and Gideon, like that's what I want. That's what I want to see. Hopefully, in this in this season for sure. I find it interesting that he's wanting this Force user so bad, mm. and he has this artifact in his possession. Mm. 
um, that is powered presumably by a kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. So it begs the question, what can you do with a super powerful force user and a very ancient kyber crystal? When you mm-hmm. put the two together, what does it make? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he needs this item for something very personal. Mm. Um, yeah. In the last season, he mentioned that it means more to me than you'll ever know, mm-hmm. which tells me, I don't know, I got I got a Mr. Freeze concept in my head that maybe mm. a loved one of Ooh. his is sick and it's not a simple touch and, and the burn is gone. It's cancer. It's something mm. like that. Mm. That's an interesting uh, idea. So it requires a huge sacrifice and it requires an ancient artifact to mm. somehow focus that energy into that person to make whatever it is go away. Mm. So that's mm. just my interpretation. Um, the fact that he has acquired the dark saber means that he is aware of its abilities and he's been studying force artifacts and lore. So this man is intelligent. He's mm. an analyst by nature um, and he's studying the force and force objects to find out what he can do mm. to help save whoever this loved one is. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And even so. to build off of that, I wonder as someone who's clearly has an obsession with maybe the Jedi, he may have some kind of knowledge about it. If we, if we look back to the prequels and we know that Dave really loves the prequels, when we meet the youngest Anakin Skywalker, one of the things that he knows in the Outer Rims about the Jedi is nothing can kill a Jedi. So what if he's thinking that some kind of a blood transfusion with the baby might give him midichlorians so that he could have the power to save a loved one? Mm-hmm. If there's some kind of an ulterior motive to it, I really love that idea. Mm-hmm. Man, we still don't know about the cloning aspect, too, because we know that guy in season yes. one had that freaking, yeah, that damn yeah. Uh, Camino symbol. So, like, mm-hmm. are we going to touch on that? Like, God, there's just, there's so much we need to still know. And we're only scratching the surface in season in season two. So, it's exactly, I think it's going to be a wild ride, kids. I really do. This season's mm-hmm. going to be, I think it's going to throw us a lot of curveballs and yet to come. Well, yeah, we know I that cloning that. in the Star Wars galaxy is really not super precise because mm-hmm. obviously Jango Fett was a good genetic match and they got a whole army out of him mm-hmm. but it clearly didn't work super well for Palpatine when yeah. he was right. doing it mm-hmm. I wonder if the child is the only successful clone of some kind of Yoda that's or up Yoda to, species play, DNA yeah. yeah yeah maybe it's a lot of possibilities a lot of possibilities yeah yeah well that brings <laughs> today's voyage to an end <laughs> Thank you for choosing the Katana Cast. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our feed to stay up to date on all our latest episodes. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at the Katana Cast and email us. We're katanacast at gmail.com. A very special thanks to Lauren. Thank we any you're welcome anytime again in the future. No, thank Absolutely. you guys. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. This was uh, a ball of laughs and just a lot of good conversations. So oh, yeah. I, I I look forward to coming back on for sure. Also, shout out to Andrea, and she is also welcome anytime mm-hmm. that she wants to come on. Yeah, yes. we'll get her on yes. too. Yes, yeah. yeah, we'll get her on. 
We'll yeah, once we get out of doing single guest episodes, we'll have to do a crossover episode. Oh yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we're in. You just you just let us know we're in. <laughs> if you'd like to follow our personals, you can follow me at igallagher three two one on Twitter. Lauren, where can people find you? Yeah, they can uh, they can follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're all over podcast platforms. Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Amazon Pod. Uh, we're, we're everywhere pretty much. So just uh, find us there. Uh, and then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lowronos. Ben. Hey guys, it's Ben. If you'd like to follow me, I'm available on Twitter at Ben is the worst. I'll also take a moment because every episode this season, we're going to give a shout out to the This is the Way fundraiser that you'll find in the show description for this episode, as well as on our Twitter. All of the funds for that go to the Trans Rights Fund. Uh, It's something that was founded by fans for fans specifically after some comments made by a certain cast member who will again remain nameless. Mm -hmm. So if you enjoy the show or you enjoy hearing our opinions or just enjoy hearing us talk about dick jokes and laugh off into the evening just remember that the show wouldn't exist if not for a trans person so maybe if you've got a few Mm. spare dollars donate to that fund because that means a lot to us here maria hey what's up it's me maria uh you can find me at blurred girl jedi on twitter on instagram if you're really really bored and you've got nothing at all left to do. Uh, you can also listen to me and the girls at Sisters with Sabres. So, um, and that podcast is just about everywhere podcasts are. Uh, and you can follow the pod at Sabres with. Thanks. Again, thanks for choosing the Katana cast for your cruise. We appreciate your continuing support. And as always, may the force be with you. Always.